It's time for Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis. Doug is a certified financial planner, providing you with a personal financial hotline to answer your questions about tax planning, investments, retirement planning, estate planning, and education planning. Doug and Linda are the owners of Lewis Financial Management, a registered investment advisory firm in Raleigh, providing financial and investment services since 1983. Doug and Linda will be answering your questions on WPTF's phone lines anytime during the next hour. Call 860-9783. That's 860-WPTF. Call toll-free 1-800-662-7979. And for mobile phones, it's star 680. And now, Doug and Linda Lewis and Money Matters. Hello there, North Carolina. This is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner, once again welcoming you to Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis. Money Matters with Doug and Linda has been providing you with a personal financial hotline for all of your questions about investments, estate planning, tax planning, money management, and retirement planning for over 20 years. And again, with me as usual tonight is my wife, Linda, who works with me in our firm, Lewis Financial Management. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. Doug and I are the owners of Lewis Financial Management, a registered investment advisory firm in Raleigh, providing investment in financial advice since 1983. For over 20 years, we've been answering your questions on the WPTF phone lines. They are your questions and our answers. So sit back and enjoy, or if you're free, call us tonight on the open lines. We'll take your calls anytime during the next hour. You're free to call in and ask any financial question about your own personal financial planning. Call us at 860-9783. That's 860-WPTF. Or you can call us toll-free, long-distance, at 1-800-662-7979. Well, financial planning is everyone's business, and still for most folks, money matters are just a big puzzle. Folks have questions about planning for retirement, planning for a child's college education. They don't know the difference between financial planning and money management. They want to know a lot these days. They want to know what's a mutual fund, what's a limited partnership, what's a REIT, What's a will? What's a living will? And yes, it really can confuse you. But you're not alone. Because in a world crowded with new investments, changing tax laws, rapidly evolving insurance products, and volatile economic cycles, more and more people are looking for clear direction in their financial lives. And yet, unfortunately, the busier and the more successful they are, the less time they have to sort out their financial affairs. And people are asking, is there any solution? Well, yes, Doug, there certainly is a solution. Out of this increasingly complicated financial environment has come a new breed of professionals that are trying to solve people's money puzzles. And that's the Certified Financial Planner. It's the certified financial planner who offers something that people don't get from the traditional stockbroker, money manager, accountant, insurance agent, or bank trust officer. And that's a way to consolidate all aspects of people's financial affairs into one financial plan. It's the certified financial planner who knows how to pull together all six areas of a client's financial life. Doug, I think for many people, the first area of financial planning is cash flow planning with questions about their emergency fund, their mortgage, their credit cards, and reducing their debt. Well, yes, Linda. And yet for many people, the second area of financial planning is retirement planning. Those who are working want to know how to compute what they'll need to live on during retirement. 
and how much they should be saving for retirement. They want to know what investments they should choose from the choices in their company's 401k plan. Others are retiring and have received a lump sum payout option from their company's retirement plan, and they want to know, should they take it, and if so, how should they invest it? Well, Doug, the third area of financial planning that must be dealt with is estate planning. For most people, over their working years, their estate has grown. How can they reduce their estate taxes? And they wonder, are their simple wills sufficient, or maybe they should be considering the complicated world of trusts? If that's the third area, Linda, the fourth area of financial planning cannot be overlooked. This is tax planning. People are interested in both tax reduction strategies and tax reduction investments. Home mortgage interest, charitable giving, tax shelters, tax-free bonds, questions about capital gains taxes, estate taxes, gift taxes, and how to sell real estate tax-free using trusts. What a confusion. Well, Doug, we can't forget the fifth area of financial planning, which is insurance planning. How much life insurance does a family really need? Do they have too little insurance or maybe too much insurance? Should they have whole life, term, or universal? Should they have long-term nursing care coverage? You're right, Lynn. And, of course, the sixth and most important area of financial planning is investment planning. Here, the questions never stop. What's the best way to diversify my investments? Is now a safe time to invest in stocks? What about bonds? What kind of stock mutual funds? Bond mutual funds? Equipment leasing partnerships? REITs? CDs? Gold? Annuities? So, Doug, it seems that at last it's time for people to understand that a certified financial planner is really the only one who can tie together all six parts of their financial puzzle. And to you out there listening, if you've got a question on your mind about cash flow planning, retirement planning, estate planning, tax planning, insurance, or investments, call us now on the open lines and we'll answer your financial planning questions. Those numbers to call are 860-9783. That's 860-WPTF. Out-of-towners, call us toll-free at 1-800-662-7979. And if you just want to sit back and listen to the callers through the years, welcome to the show. Investment advice through Lewis Financial Management, LLC. Investments offered through HBEC Securities, Lewis Financial Management, and HBEC are not related entities. Well, Doug, here we are again, once again on Money Matters. You know, I was listening to uh, that introduction, you know, Linda, and I'm thinking, wow, uh, 1983, that was a long time ago, coming into, yeah. almost, coming into almost 30 years. And on WPTF, 22 For, years, uh, we have had quite uh, well, almost 22 yeah yeah we've had quite a years. joy yeah. at watching uh people accumulate <laughs> and achieve their goals and their objectives and what triggered that thought was there's an article in today's uh, sunday paper the secrets of the 401k millionaires and i thought it was sort of interesting it was in today's news and observer in the uh, wall street journal section but it said that there was a recent study done by the employee benefit research institute that computed and tried to figure out where do these 401k millionaires, where they come from? And it said, even among employees 55 years and older, those who have been contributing to their 401k for more than 20 years, only 2% of them have cracked the million dollar mark. And that's sort of surprising when you think about our clients who have been contributing for so many years and, and they've all cracked the million dollar mark so easily. So some of them, 
And then the article went on to try and figure out, well, what made those millionaires millionaires? <clears throat> really interesting. Listen to this. It says, the one characteristic that differentiates the winners from the non-winners is contribution rate. A high percentage of those million-dollar savers had constant participation and high contribution rates, what we call pay yourself first, to absolutely stick to a pay yourself first plan. And then, uh, you know, the article went on to say that many savers could be scared by the past decade of lousy returns and thinking getting to a million dollars would be impossible, even if you've got a 40-year uh, timeline in front of you. And But it, it said that a person earning a modest income, even somebody earning 35000 a year, if they save 12 to 13% of their income, including the company match, if they get an annual raise of 3.5% a year, and they get an annual return of 7% on their portfolio, they would save a million dollars. I thought that was just intriguing because so often you and I, we look at the, the joy that we've had, the honor that we've had of helping so many become millionaires, what we call the middle-class millionaires, that this sort of like confirmed the fact that uh, it's not unattainable. Well, I was reflecting um, so many of our listeners that have called in at the office uh, especially in the uh, the two income uh, earner families, some of them are just you know so diligent after twenty years, almost thirty years working for the same employer. Mm-hmm. And as the article stated, this is what these folks have been doing month by month, paycheck by paycheck. They've been accumulating in the retirement plan that's been provided for them. And with advice, they've also been accumulating on the personal side. Right. And so you have a balanced portfolio. And month by month, year by year, decade by decade, until retirement comes, and then financial independence how many is time, realized. How many times can you remember sitting in the office and asking someone, you know, You've got well over a million dollars of investments. Do you feel like them? And they all, well, what do they always say? <laughs> no, I don't feel like one. Don't feel like it, but so they, on because paper, they, 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 they've got the accumulation, but they haven't been blowing it. They've still got middle class values and they have diligently been accumulating. And I think that is the secret. Not like winning the super lottery or the super lotto. you're listening to doug and linda on uh, money matters and uh we're on news radio 680 wptf and wptf.com so if you've got a question about saving and retiring and retirement and investments call us on the open lines at 860 wptf that's 860-9783 and if you're out of town it is toll free at 1-800- Six six two seven nine seven nine. Well, Doug, um, did you see that article? Where do you go from here? I saw I, that was in a financial journal, as I recall. Questions to ask a financial advisor in two thousand and twelve. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did. I thought I, I thought that was mm-hmm. good. Well, after a volatile year, many investors are happy to put twenty eleven behind them. The past 12 months were filled with natural uh, natural disasters such as spring floods in the eastern and southern U.S. and a devastating equ- uh, 
earthquake and the tsunami that happened in Japan. And there were also economic troubles, such as the European debt crisis, as well as high unemployment and a slow economic recovery that has happened in the United States. But at the same time, many U.S. companies reported solid earnings, repaired their balance sheets, and increased their dividends. Lynn, you know, I'd really like to comment on that. We've got a caller on hold. Let's take Sean. Uh, it looks like it's Sean. Let's take Sean's call first and then come back to these questions to ask a financial advisor in 2012. Hi, Sean. This is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. How can I help you? Hi, Doug. I have a question about a piece of property. I got in the real estate game, um, as so many others did, in the... Uh, about five, seven years ago, and I purchased a piece of property that I didn't realize that there was a 46-year mortgage on the property. It's, I curr- it's a triplex. I currently owe $130,000, and I'm underwater, um, and that's the same amount that I owed when I got the property. I think it's probably worth maybe 105. I have other properties, none as um, underwater as this particular property. I'm a private contractor. Um, my, my, I've got stocks, some bonds, but my retirement is really not what I want it to be. I don't want to walk away from the property. That's, it's against my morals, but I am literally drowning every month to pay the $1,200 mortgage. Um, the, the tenants pay $500 a month. So I'm making fifteen hundred dollars. It's it. I have I have three tenants that pay every month. Sean, let's get to a question. I'm paying water. What do I do? Well, doesn't sound to me like you can do anything, right? I mean, uh, you're telling me that the property is worth less than what you owe on it. Yes. Have you spoken to the bank about a deed in lieu of foreclosure? But you say you don't want to give the property up. Well, I don't want it to affect my credit. Well, your credit has to do with borrowing money, right? Yes. Th- that's what credit is. And you began the discussion telling me uh, that I think you called it the real estate game. I think that might have been an admission that you did something pretty foolish. Is that, is that uh, right? Probably. Yeah. Okay. So you did something foolish. You got into a 46-year IOU. Right? 46-year mortgage, I think you said. Yes. Well, I would say a person like yourself, the best advice I could do for you is tell you, don't borrow money. You don't need to be borrowing money. You shouldn't have debt. And if you're not borrowing money and you don't have debt, then you don't worry about your credit rating. The credit rating is when you go to borrow some more money. But that seems to be your problem, that you, you have a, a, a debt problem. So... Yeah. uh if we and, and Linda and I, we have had a number of clients like that recently in the past year, and we've given them all the same advice when they come to our office. Uh, um, some people handle debt beautifully. They never get in trouble. Uh, other people get in trouble, and their their problem is to stay away from that temptation. So I think one of the first things I might do is speak to the bank about a deed in lieu of foreclosure to see if they're willing to take it back. Okay. Uh, and then proceed from there. Uh, what you might do, I'd like to, let me see, what, what's the size of the rest of your investment portfolio besides this, uh, this underwater property? Um, I have 
quite a few stocks and bonds, maybe $500,000. All right. What else? Um, I've got other real estate, ocean, uh, beachfront property that all of that is doing well. I've got property in Key West. All my other properties are doing okay. No, are doing well. Um, Florida properties that are doing well, they're rented. Um, the Georgia properties are the ones that have been hit hard. I've got two other properties in Georgia that are not making any money. Well, I think what I would probably do, um, write down my office phone number. It's 919-872-7000. That's 919-872-7000. And uh, call my office tomorrow. Uh, speak with Linda. She will go ahead and schedule an appointment if you would like to meet with me. Uh, we've had a number of people in very similar situations. I don't want to disclose too much of your personal life over the air, but there may be ways to turn lemon into lemonade, but I am concerned that uh, you are still very much involved in, as you called it, the real estate game. Uh, the real estate game sometimes reminds me of Russian roulette. As long as a person doesn't get hit by a bullet, they think, gee, I won. But unfortunately, uh, sometimes that bullet comes around and you lose, and usually it's only a matter of time. And I'm believing that the whole real estate world that we are facing right now has years of uh, continual negative surprises. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I might like to meet with you personally and take a look at how we can look at the entire financial planning situation. And probably, Sean, uh, when you were younger, you had more passion for this kind of thing. But as you get older... You want security. You want something uh, stable, right? Yeah. As you go yeah. on in, in uh, closer to retirement or, you know, because uh, uh, you've been successful and you have a comfortable lifestyle, but this is like a thorn in your flesh, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and yes. so let's see if we can come up with some solutions. And, uh, you know, we do have... Other uh, clients that we have uh, and, pers- and and listeners that we've we've uh, worked with in the past, where as Doug said, let's see if we can make some lemonade out of this lemon situation. Okay. And uh, write your questions down. Give me a call at the office, and again, that number is nine one nine eight seven two seven thousand. That's USA seven thousand. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for calling, and have a great week. Do the same. All right. Bye now. Okay, that was a nice caller. And Doug, um, sometimes having real estate can really be a pain. (laughs) Well, it's not a matter of sometimes, Linda. The question is, eventually, it's always a pain. When you're in your 40s, it sounds nice collecting the rents. When you're in your 50s, you can handle collecting the rents. Of course, you do have the vacancy problems, and you do have the phone calls around Christmas Eve that my toilet's not working or the hot water heater broke. But when you're in your 70s and 80s, eventually, the headaches make you say, was it really worth it? Even if I didn't have too many bad oopses along the way. So eventually... Uh, it's just not worth it. That's not what life is all about. And you want to, you know, you want to simplify things. Um, if it's providing income, I, you know, you want to look at the total equation, right? There are ways to solve every one of the equation problems. If there's a capital gains tax problem, then we use one of the quivers, 
One of the arrows in our quiver may be the tax-free trust, the Section 664 trust to avoid all the capital gains taxes. If there's a mortgage problem, we use another one. But we have to look at the entire situation, Lynn, so and you're you, right. You want to look at solutions. So if you've got a question, you can call us on the open lines. You're listening to Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis on News Radio 680, WPTF, and WPTF.com. Call us on the open lines at 860-WPTF. That's 860-9783. Toll free, it's 1-800-662-7979. Well, Doug, do we have another caller? Uh, I think we do. Let's see, who's that? Rick, is Rick? this is Doug Lewis, certified financial. Can I help you? Hello? This is Ro. Hello? Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm great. Uh, glad to hear that you're on the phone, uh, radio discussing this. I have a quick question. All right. Um, I have no debt other than a mortgage. Okay. Uh, I was given a loan that I shouldn't have gotten. I was making 42000 a year, and um, they gave me a $200,000 loan. And my, now, after 24 years, my husband walked out on me. Just recently got a job after two years, uh, just last week. I have, I'm... Congratulations! Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm not up, I have uh, not paid my mortgage in eight months because I just didn't have the money. I had no income coming in whatsoever. Oh, I'm sorry. And so I don't know what to do. And I'm, I have responsibilities where I need my property. Um, well, and what's the value of the house? Uh, I just had it appraised, and it was valued at that uh, at two hundred eighty thousand. Okay, right, and I owe one hundred ninety six. So you're living in the house. I am living in a house. I every day I wonder whether I'm going to get that knock on the door with the notice. I haven't gotten it yet. The only thing is, someone said to me, "Well, you know, Judy, that was a dirty loan," and there were. Ro, let me ask you a question. What does the rest uh-huh. of your financial position look like? You say you're what? You're fifty. Uh, how old are I'm you? Fifty-five. You're fifty-five years old. Correct. And uh-huh. you're di- and you're divorced, right? Well, no, I'm working on that. It's just taking a heck of a long time. Okay, so you're still married <laughs> in the process. You're right. separated. What does the yeah. investment portfolio look like that you own? Uh, right now, I've got uh, two hundred thousand and a four hundred one k. All right. And um, basically, right now, that's all I have because I had to use some stock to live. So I have some stock in that and that that two hundred thousand, and then I have just investment. And in the four hundred one k, that that's a previous employment, right? Correct. Okay, and because you say you just got a new job. Yeah, working back to where I was working, where I got the four, where I have all that four hundred one k, which is nice. Well, I was going to ask you when you when you left the previous employment, you had an option to do an a rollover from the four hundred one k to an IRA, correct? Correct. And you didn't exercise that option. Um. See, this is where I get uh, fumble because my ex husband did all this, and you know, I don't. I'm. I'm almost a juvenile when it comes to this. I I do have it in part of it is in a different hand right now, which is now in an IRA. Does that make sense? No, not yet. Was okay. you haven't gone through a quadro or anything with a court dividing up the uh, the, 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 the assets, the, the retirement assets, retirement. have you? No, but what we have done is we've done a um, mediation. 
We did mediation. We did equitable distribution. He's still on the deed, but he wants no part of any of it. No, no, I want to hear about the 401k. The 401k is mine. It's yours. And you you haven't signed over to him any rights to it. Oh, no way. Okay. No way. All right. In a 401k, you cannot, he could not access it uh, if it was an, uh, well, even that there's special rules. Yeah. I, I think you should yeah, jot down my phone number and call the office because I think that you may have more options available to you than you know. Oh, hopefully. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's a new year. That's right. You can have a new beginning. You got this new job. That's right. All right, let's get everything in order. Yes, please do. I don't want to. I'm tired of wondering if going to get that notice on my mailbox. All right, let's let's see. We can come up with some solutions. Wonderful. That'd be great. And tell me your first name again. Ro, R-O-E. Oh, okay, Ro, okay. Yeah. All right, Ro, give me a call at the office, and our number in Raleigh is uh, 919-872-7000. Okay. That's USA seven thousand. Oh, wonderful! Thank yeah, and write so down. Much. Yeah, write down your questions, and uh, we'll be happy to see what we can do to help you. Yes, I'd like to work this house thing out. So, okay, great. Um, thank you so much. You All guys. right. You really provide a great public service. Thank oh, you. thank you so much, Ro. You have a wonderful yep. week. You too. Bye. All right. Take care and have a great week on that new job. I'm always, I always like good news. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is there was a lot of good news even out of last year. I don't know where people I, – I saw three different clients last week. Each one of them walked into the office telling me they're bracing for all the bad news and walked out of the office saying, boy, I feel great. It wasn't bad. It was all good news. And somehow I wish I could go ahead and uh, terminate Fox News Channel sometimes. It's frightening the clients. You know, the market, the stock market was up almost a, uh, over 7% last year. Well, it's year. not just Fox News. It's okay. all of the media. Okay. I mean, in general. I mean, it's it's just out there. It's the media. Anyway, good it's news. Like, there was the, 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 the portfolios, our clients' portfolios uh, did well. The stock market did well. Not huge, but well. Uh, the REITs are looking healthy. It's a it's a new year, and we have uh, pretty good news behind us. We've got a wonderful uh, perspective in front of us. Now, before those two calls came in, Lim, you were asking me about questions that clients should ask their financial advisor for this new year because of that article in the financial press that we saw. And I would say the first question that a, a listener should ask would be maybe like, what is my true financial condition now following the past year? In other words, with regard to my investment goals, my time horizons, my risk tolerances, my financial picture, have any of these circumstances changed with regard to me in regard to my portfolio? And if so, should I shift to be more conservative? Should I shift to be more aggressive but when you go to ask those questions then you need to take not only the investments in to see the advisor but the living expenses your real estate your bank accounts i think one of the big problems people make is when they go to see a financial advisor they forget that 
there's much more than just their stocks and bonds to deal with. There's exactly. Their, yeah, financial they, planning relates to every aspect of your financial world. And, you know, when you've got real estate problems, it's going to affect your ability to be financially independent at retirement. So let's look for solutions, right, Doug? And right. so it's a propitious time here at the beginning of the year to meet with a financial advisor uh, if you would like to meet with us, you can call us at the office in Raleigh. We'll be happy to listen to your story and see if there's uh, a possibility of meeting and maybe finding some solutions. You're In all these years, Linda, I've never seen a client that there aren't solutions for. There's always a different way to slice the loaf. Let's take David's call, and then we'll come back. Why don't you announce our phone numbers first, Lynn, then we'll take David's call. Okay, He's on call hold. call us on the open lines if you've got a question tonight on Money Matters with Doug and Linda at 860-WPTF. That's 860-9783. If you're out of town, it's toll-free, 1-800-662-7979. And if you are at home and you want to catch the radio show on your computer, we're on WPTF. Dot com. You can live stream and listen to us while you're just on the computer, right? And what about our website? And you can visit our website at uh, lfmadvisor, with an O, dot com. lfmadvisor.com. Hi, David. This is Doug Lewis. How can I help you this evening? Hey, um, I'm just wanting to know, what do, when you got kids just starting out, um, as teens or out of college or whatnot, and starting almost from zero, what do you? Where do you even get them started saving? Because there are no bank accounts that pay anything anymore, and yet you can't go in with a hundred dollars and uh, and do any real investments anywhere that I know of. So how how does a person start out, a young person or an older one for that matter, who's for whatever reason sort of starting over again from zero? Well, let me let me help you correct a, a misconception. I started, and I've been doing this professionally now for 30 years, but I started my own children investing with about $100 a month back in, oh, when they were how old? Golly day, some of them were, they were kids. in their teens, early mm-hmm. teens. So uh, you don't have to have a lot of money to uh, invest in mutual funds. And mutual funds are the proper vehicle in most cases uh, to help a, a, a young adult as they're starting in life accumulate. As I say, that in that very interesting article uh, that was in the uh, Today's News and Observer, the Wall Street Journal section, said that a, a person earning only $35,000, now that's a pretty modest income, 35000 and if they get a 12% uh, match. I'm sorry. If they save 12 percent of their income, including whatever the company matches them, so maybe they uh, put aside eight or nine percent, and if they get a pay raise of three percent a year, they can accumulate a million dollars over their working years. So you don't need to have a whole bunch. I like to start educating the children of my clients. I like to start educating them with letting them see that a couple of things are no-nos. The first no-no is forget about borrowing money. This whole story about I need credit cards, I need to build up my credit line so I can go ahead and have a mortgage, I need to go ahead. And 
it, unfortunately, young people, and, I, and when I say young people, I include pretty much anybody under 45 right now, that generation. My older clients that come to me who are in the 55 to 75 range, they don't have this problem generally, but the younger ones below that, they generally are debt-ridden, and they think it's normal. But there's not, But you shouldn't be spending more than you're earning. It's that simple. Now, when you get that nailed into the head of a young person, you don't spend more than you earn. If you can't pay for it, all cash, don't buy it. How Do you have children, David? I do. How many kids? Uh, two, 111 and 115. Okay. Those are good ages Yeah, to they're start. good ages. And, you know, it might be advantageous for you as their dad, you and your wife, to come in and have a session. Well, you can okay. get educated, you know, right. because it starts with cash flow. You know, you've got your income, which is your salary or, you know, investment income, whatever income you're getting, you have that so as... You literally go somewhere with $100 and start into a mutual fund. Oh, exactly. absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I also used to go ahead and teach my kids that if you earn selling you know, your brownie cookies or your or whatever you're doing, washing cars, wa- uh, cutting grass, <laughs> whatever you're or... earning, you shouldn't spend all of it. You should spend some of sure. it, but you should get the habit of putting aside maybe 10 or 12 percent of it into something that will grow. And a lot of the mutual fund companies that I know of or several of them that I like, they have educational material on letting youngsters and people learn the lesson of compound interest. You know, Einstein said the laws of compound return are the eighth natural wonder in the world. It's incredible to watch what can happen. And they have that magic in their for, uh, favor called time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's wonderful to watch these youngsters that do get it, get it, and then by the time they're in college, uh, boy, they're on their way. I mean, we've seen several that have come to us in their 40s that have already become financially independent with a million dollars. They have made it because mm-hmm. they they caught these principles early. Yeah. And that that's something that that would be a gift to your children at early ages. You know, because as parents, you know, our kids, they don't do without, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. give them and there's yeah. too much technology and they have all this stuff at their fingertips. Wealthy but the barber. More, yeah, and then there's a book that you might want to read, um, David. It's called The Wealthy Barber. It's uh, written by uh, David Chilton. David Chilton. He was a, uh, I believe he's a certified financial planner. He was a financial planner who later became a stand-up comic, and he wrote a great book, which I like to give to clients when they come to my office. It's fun, but it teaches some of the basic principles. It's a, it's in story form, so. You might enjoy that. And then give me a call at the office if you'd like any further information. Sure. Okay. okay? All, right. All right. Take Thank care. You Thank you so much for calling. So, Doug, it is important uh, at an early age or at any age, right, to be saving. It's never too early. It's never too late. Exactly. The client I met with last week was 98 years old, one of them. <laughs> and it's not too late for her. And we've met with some that are in their teens. So it's never too early. It's never too late. The principles are the same. Now, the questions that you wanted me to go ahead and just get in front of our listening audience about what to ask a financial advisor in 2012. Well, there's another question. The second question to ask is, do I need to adjust my investments? That's a good question to ask. Do you need to? Has anything changed in your life? Do you lose your job? 
Did you get married? Did you get divorced? Did you become a grandparent? Did you take a buyout offer or early retirement? And then the Uh, third question needs to be one like, uh, how are you going to help me stay focused on my long term on the long term results of my portfolio? And the fourth question might be, do I need to reconsider one or more of my time horizons? Uh, Time horizons change. Fifth question might be, how much do I really need in order to retire or become financially independent? That is such an important question. To know that dollar amount is a very important issue. And then do I need to adjust my retirement income withdrawal strategy? So these are the kinds of questions that uh, need to be placed as tax questions. But I think if we have all these questions when you go to meet with someone, then you get comfortable about how to approach it. You're listening to Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis on News Radio 680 WPTF and WPTF.com. Call us on the open lines if you've got a question about your situation here in the new year. Those numbers to call are 860-WPTF. That's 860-9783. And toll free, it is 1-800-662-7979. And if you'd like to call our office to schedule an appointment, uh, here in the new year, our number in Raleigh is 919-872-7000. That is USA 7000 at Lewis Financial Management, LLC. And our website is lfmadvisor.com. Well, Doug, uh, another interesting article, article that I saw has to do with maximizing gift tax exemptions. Now, here we're on the other side, Lynn. This is the other side of financial planning. This is estate planning And in this case here, uh, there are a lot of very interesting strategies that people should take advantage of. Right now, if you do it right, you have the ability to shield as much as $10 million to pass to your heirs. If you do it wrong, you can lose it. Uh, You've got challenges about assets that have a low value but have appreciated dramatically over the years. Uh, We have trust. We have closely held businesses. And then there's a special kind of a trust, sometimes called the dynasty trust. Technically, it could be the intentionally defective grantor trust. These are powerful. to combine the gift tax exemption and the estate tax exemption. Well, Doug, let's come back to that. Let's take a caller right now. Well, who do you want to take? Let's see. I think we got two on hold, but no names here. Okay. Well, um, while while uh, Dave is getting the information, so you were saying that uh, before 2011, the tax law allowed uh, and a couple each a 3.5 million dollar exemption from the federal state tax. That was up until 2011. 20. Uh, 2010. Uh, 2010. Okay, now I see our caller just out in. We'll come back to this issue of the $10 million possibility right now. We got Herman, I think. Herman, this is Doug Lewis, certified financial planner. How can we help you this evening? How are you? Yeah. Uh, Herman, I got a question. My mother's 81. Uh, getting ready to sell a piece of property that is uh, in farm use taxes. All right. Yes, sir. And. Uh, the total amount is probably going to be around five hundred and fifty thousand. All right. And uh, her taxes, she's going to be required to pay capital gains, correct? Well, if 
there may be a way to not pay it, but it depends how far she's gone. If she has not signed anything yet, then there may be a way to avoid the capital gains tax. Okay, what would that be, Herman? She has not signed anything. All right. The property you say is worth 550000 Correct. How many acres is that, Herman? Uh, it's 13 and a half. And is there any debt or mortgage on it? No, sir. All right. If, according to present tax laws, if there is no debt and if there is nothing in writing between her and a buyer, she has the ability to create a Section 664 trust. She can then give the property to the trust. Since you are her son, she could name you as the trustee of the trust. The trust then would sell the property and pay no capital gains tax. This is one possibility because then the $550,000 is intact inside the trust and the trustee can invest the money however he or she feels is proper. Now, you would be the trustee. She could be the trustee, but at 81, she probably would rather have you be the trustee, right? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. She's going to need some of the money. Well, now we come to uh, the money. The money is composed of two parts. I like to call it the chicken and the egg. You might call it the principal and the income. But if we set up a Section 664 trust, then she could get income from this at maybe, oh, 40000 a year, let's say. Right. If that would be enough income for her. Oh, yes, sir. That would be fine. Okay. Then the entire 550000 is intact. Now, there are a couple of... Uh, of, of yabbas, I call them. Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but what about that? You know, yabbas? Okay. Right. So there are a couple of yabbas that we have to deal with. Uh, what happens when she dies? Where does the money go? Is there a way to make it to make it continue paying after her death? And so on. But the right. short answer to your question is that she can, she can sell this if she... She can avoid the capital gains taxes... If there is nothing in writing, because this trust is going to one day pass to a charity or a church or a university or different charities, one day it has to go somewhere to a nonprofit to avoid the taxes and to avoid the to avoid the taxes now. But it doesn't. Nothing has to go now. It can last for twenty years. Well, is that a bad thing? If she's at eighty-one. To let her go ahead and pay the capital gains and be finished with it? Well, it might not be what you want to do. Maybe you would like to have it pay 40000 a year for the next 20 years. Right. Maybe to you. I don't know. I'd have to meet with her and find out what her goals are. Right. But uh, many a time, we have seen ones that say, well, I'd like to, you know, um, I'd like to see what I can do with what I've got. Right. How many children does she have? Two. Okay. What's the size of her estate? Uh, probably one point five, maybe one point five, including this point. This point five. That's right. Okay. And if she sells this outright, then 
she's going to, what, lose about 200000 in tax? Well, not really. I, I don't figure it that much because uh, the land was bought probably in the early 50s, and, and my mother was a quarter interest accordingly. Her mother, her mother and father bought half, and my mother and she and her husband bought half. They all deceased now. Well, let me let me, for the be e- some some area that they pick up the difference of when she inherited it. If I meet with you, I will go over all of that, and I'll help you compute all of those because that's right. what I do in my office. Uh, but I'm guessing there's going to at least be a hundred and twenty thousand dollars in taxes. But whatever it is, she may say she doesn't care. The boy, you and and your brother may not care, but there may be a lot of other ways to slice it so that you don't have to pay the tax. And I was wondering, Herman, is her home on that property right now? No, it is not. Oh, okay. That's good. Well, then that's good because then – but anyway, um, write down your questions. Call us at the office, Herman. Our our number in Raleigh is 872-7000. Okay. That's USA 7000. Okay. Yeah, because the way right. I'm the way I'm figuring, Linda, there's a half million dollars here that could be pumping out income to Herman and his brother for the next twenty years. That's for sure. Uh, and then you know, along the way, you want to make sure your mom's estate documents are all in order, so that if something does happen to her, all right, right, all right, all right. Well, thank all you right. so much for calling, Herman, and give us a call at the office. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Have a nice evening and have a great week. Let's take, uh, let's see, it looks like Bella. Is that you, Bella? This is Doug Lewis, Certified Financial Planner. How can I help you this evening? And sir, we are both retired, and uh, our annual income is around 60000 and we have a half a million in annuity. Uh-huh. And every month we have maybe 500 1000 maybe 2000 left over. And I don't know what to do with this money. I like to put it on a money market, but it gives you no interest. CD gives you no interest whatsoever. Have you annuitized the annuity yet? What do you mean? Well, an annuity is a contract between you and the insurance company. Yes. And when you annuitize, you sign over all rights to the annuity and you never have any more. You just get income, but when you die, it all goes back to the insurance company. No, it's not that kind. Okay. Well, uh, and how much is the size of the annuity? About half a million. So we get every month around $1,000. We have to take some out. Oh. How old are you? 76. All right. That's because you're over the the 70 and a half age limit. Yes, yes. However, there are many other ways that you can do this. You don't have to keep the annuity if you want. You can you can still, if you chose to, you could surrender the annuity. Is it inside a retirement account right now? Uh, no, no. You could surrender the annuity, and you could go ahead and design an investment portfolio that reinvested everything and draw whatever income you wanted from it and not have any annuity. I don't know why do you have the annuity. Well, because this is what our... Advisor recommended 10 years ago. I see. Well, how much did you pay the advisor for the advice? It's through the bank, so 
they say we don't, it doesn't cost us anything. Right. Well, since you didn't pay anything for the advice, you got your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you paid zero for the advice and that's the, and, the, and that's the, that's the value of the advice you got. But what do they say? You got what you paid for. Yeah. But what nobody told you was that annuity, uh, had a huge commission. Annuities sometimes will pay as much as eight or nine, and I've even seen ten percent commissions inside. You should call your banker. But ask that, no, that's all right. That's right. The point is that you probably don't need an annuity that hasn't been annuitized. An annuity that is not annuitized is like buying fire insurance on a home that you don't own. You know, it's not. It, it doesn't serve any purpose. Either you annuitize the annuity. Or you don't have the annuity, but annuity is a is 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 a contract between you and the insurance company where you're willing to give up your principal to get a fixed pension. And for some people who have spending problems, it's perfect. For people who are who who just are who need absolute guarantees, they're willing to give up the money and let the insurance company have it when they die in exchange for a guaranteed stream of income. Tell me, what else do you have besides the annuity? You've got a half million dollars in the annuity. What else do you have? Well, we have a home, which worth about half a million. All right. You've got the home. You've got the annuity. What else do you have? My wife has uh, some uh, 401k. How much is in your 401k? Maybe 20000 Oh. So you didn't work there long, huh? No. no. It was his wife. No. Oh, oh, your wife. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. My wife. It's my wife. It's your wife's 401k. Okay. It was at one time fifty thousand, but it keep on losing. You know. Yeah, probably it needs probably. What you probably need to do is to, is to call my office, schedule an appointment to meet with me, and I will look at everything. I'd like to see your living expenses also. I'd like to see what are your expenses. I'd like to see your income tax return. Yeah. I'd like to see everything so that I could give you proper advice because it looks like you have not had proper advice in the past. <laughs> That's Bella. Where are you from? I am from Hungary. Hungary. <laughs> I came here 55 years ago. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I love your name, Bella. <laughs> Thank you. Bella Mia. No. <laughs> no, that's Italian, Linda. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> well, Bella, thank you so much for calling. Give Bella the telephone. And number. our number in Raleigh is 872-7000. That's 872-7000. And... Uh, Please give us a call, and we'll be happy to see what we can do to uh, to assist you with your situation. Thank you for your advice. Okay. Have a great week. Bye now. Well, Doug, we've had some very interesting callers tonight. Well, you can tell it's a new year. People need advice, and there are a lot of articles that are coming out. You know, it's the first of the year and everything. Uh, there's... The Survivor Biggest Mistake article that you pulled for me to see about people with the IRA rollovers. There's tax tips articles that are coming out. Uh, there's the pitfalls of inherited IRAs. All of these topics, Linda, are surfacing now because a lot of people have made New Year's resolutions to let's finally get our financial house in order. And the way to do it is to meet with a fee-based certified financial planner who charges by the hour, who's not trying to sell you something, and is educated in how to approach your whole financial world. You're right. How'd you like that? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, everybody's situation is different, 
Uh, sometimes the situations are similar and plus or minus a few zeros, but the principles are basically the same. That's right. If you're making income, whether it's the 35000 or if it's the little teenager who's making, uh, you know, uh, getting an allowance from their parents or money from their grandparents, as one of our callers, uh, David, had a question, what can I do to help my kids save money? Well, maybe a little mutual fund would be good, right? Or even into a savings account. When when our kids were little, they had piggy banks, right? <laughs> I seen- remember your dad used to, your Jewish dad had a a Christmas club. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> I remember that. And every at the end of the year, you know, when we'd get together for Hanukkah, then he'd pass out the checks, and we would just put them in their their little savings accounts. But well, I was blessed. A, yeah, I was blessed to have a father who gave who gave me financial principles. You're right. Yeah. I don't know why they they seem to be missing today, but there's some very basic principles that still work in any situation. We've had clients that have done automatic investing at the rate of a hundred thousand a month, and others at a hundred dollars a month. And you know, uh, everybody, financial planning is important for everyone at every stage of life. So if you're a working person, you may have parents that need help, or you may have a college student that needs some uh, extra cash flow for being on campus for their pizzas, etc. But then on the other hand, you may own a lot of real estate and need to do something to simplify your situation. Because the world of trust is powerful. And it, and it works. It can solve a lot of problems. You just need to know how to use which kind of a trust. So call us in Raleigh uh, if you have a situation and you would like to address financial planning in the new year. And uh, you can call us at our office at 919-872-7000. The misinformation that's out there. I, I read an article yesterday, Linda, about the misinformation that's being put out saying for retirement plans, for entrepreneurs, you can only put away $50,000 a year. I know ones where you can put away into your retirement plan $200,000 a year. So you, learning how to use all of these principles and bringing out the different strategies that's what it's all about. You have to get the goals of the client first and then know which strategies, trust or no trust, revocable living trust or defective grantor trust, whether we need to go ahead and fund a 401k or not, set up a simple IRA or a SEP IRA or not. But all of these strategies need to be customized to the individual goals of the individual clients. And whoever you work with, Ask them, how much are they charging? What are the fees that they're charging? What are their credentials? And what are you getting for your advice? That's right. That's right. The, there's, a, there's a need for proper education to know what it is that you're getting in financial advice. I think I hear the music. Everyone have a great week.
You've been listening to Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis. Money Matters provides you with a personal financial hotline on any subject where money really matters. For more information, you can call Doug and Linda in Raleigh at 872-7000. That's USA 7000. Listen again next Sunday at 6.05 for Money Matters with Doug and Linda Lewis on 680 WPTF.